Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. How y'all feeling this morning? Because I'm feeling great, man. I just got some great news, and I'm just excited to express the energy of today, because I know today is going to be a hard topic for a lot of people, because they don't want to hear what I got to say, but who cares? Everything has an ending. And in life, that applies too. But today, we're just going to talk about sports. I'm going to name off some people that I feel that we're going to talk about of this topic of everything has an end. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, LeBron James leading the Lakers to the championship, and people... Not understanding Lamar Jackson, how bad he is for our organization right now because he didn't sign a contract. But let's start with the guy himself, the so-called GOAT. Wink, wink. Um, What can I say about Tom Brady? He's a guy that overachieved. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm actually saying in a good way because of where he started. Tom Brady was drafted from the University of Michigan. He's a Wolverine, literally plays like a maniac. But Tom Brady, you know, showed the world that it don't matter where you're drafted at. It's all in what you make it. And this guy was drafted in the sixth round. And for his career, he has 80,000 passing yards, 600 touchdowns, 200 interceptions, and a QBR of 90. Not to mention, he has seven Super Bowls. Not to mention, he has three MVPs. Not to mention, he has the all-time winning record for the playoffs and the regular season. He has the all-time divisional record for when he was on the Patriots. Like, the guy has done so much for the NFL, you can say he's the golden child. He's changed so many rules, some good, some bad. And he's also held the standard of... I'm not bigger than the organization, but I'm going to put the organization first, and they're going to take care of me. And boy, did the Patriots take care of him, treated him like a king. But even the king got to work hard, too. And then he took his talents, you know, down south to Tampa Bay and rewarded them with another Super Bowl. And what can I say about Tom Brady, man? The guy has done it all. But with all that being said, This season, Tom Brady has played some of his worst football. And it's a combination of him going through a lot, but there's no excuses sometimes when you go through stuff. You got to put that on the back burner because you got a job to do. Sometimes they tell you at work, don't bring your feelings to work because it can be a distraction. And with Tom Brady going through his divorce, it's a distraction. But that's not all the reason that he's playing bad. He's just playing bad because, you know, He's old. This guy's been in the league, what, 22 years? That's a lot of football. That's a lot of punishment on the body. That's a lot of punishment on the mind. You know, that can make you think. That can make you paranoid a lot of the times because you've been hit so many times. But when you see him play, he don't get hit that much because he's always ducking and dodging. But just getting tackled is just like, hey. And we've seen Tom Brady over the years, you know, win Super Bowls, win tough games with less. 
So when people say you can't win with less, they're lying to you. Now, you do have to have a top 10, top five defense in order to win the championship. But you still have to have great quarterback play. And that's what Tom Brady represents, great quarterback play. But this year, I feel as though I'm sorely sure that this is the end of Tom Brady. And people say, man, he can't go out on a losing end. Would you rather go out losing or go out injured and broken? The man has done everything. There's not an award in the NFL besides the defensive side that Tom Brady has not won. Tom Brady has been in the playoffs numerous times to the point where it's baffled if he's not in there. Commentators wouldn't have anything to talk about if Tom Brady is not in the playoffs. They wouldn't because they don't know how to adapt to the situation or surroundings. But Tom Brady has been playing bad, man. And because they're in a bad division right now, there's still hopes for him to go reach the playoffs. But if I was him, I wouldn't even want to reach the playoffs with the team that I have. Our office alignment, half of them, you know, left, some retired, some injured. And the rookies that we got aren't cutting it. So that's one. My running backs can't get to where they need to be because the offensive line is in shambles. But we still got a young rookie out there doing his thing. But then at the receiver position, my receivers got old or they beat up or they just can't do what they used to do. And I can't really rely on my tight end because I just got him here. So it's one of those things where it's a combination of everything is bad and falling apart because we didn't build a strong enough foundation or we didn't, when we lose something, we didn't add it a part of, you know, what we have. And then certain things Tom Brady used to do, he can't do anymore because he's 40 plus. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our bodies change. Our bodies aren't used to doing certain things that we used to do. And that's life. And I think a lot of people should start thinking in their mind, like, this might be the end of Tom Brady's career. And the man has had a good career. Seven Super Bowls? Who in their lifetime can ever say they witnessed a guy win seven Super Bowls? Now, I'm pretty sure in some people's lifetime they witnessed Michael Jordan win six. Bill Russell won 11. I'm sorry, 13. Or the scoring stretches of Will Chamberlain. But these will go down in history as he was the greatest winner in NFL history. And there's nothing wrong with that. Why not retire on your own? And I tell people all the time, Tom Brady has a backup plan. Tom Brady is about to get a check from to go into the media world. And he's pretty, pretty sure along the road he might be a coach one day. Who knows? But I think... This is the last ride of Tom Brady because I see his play declining. He can't get the job done with less anymore. He needs help. But I think ultimately he should retire. He's done everything. He's won multiple championships on two different teams. I mean, won a championship on two different teams. He's won the MVP multiple times. He's been to the big dance multiple times. He's almost had a perfect season. His stats are out of this world. From playoffs, 
and regular season. So there's nothing that Tom Brady has done. And I think it's time to close that chapter on football and move on to the media world. You've done everything, bro. Why not retire on top? Everybody can't have a dream ending like Ray Lewis, like Peyton Manning, to finish their life, finish their life in football, winning a championship. Sometimes you got to be that guy that won everything and then towards the end he lost. It happens. It's a part of life, man. You got to move on to something else. And I think it's time to move on from Tom Brady. Another guy, Aaron Rodgers, you know, who was taken early but had to sit behind a quarterback and was drafted to a team where they're known for winning trophies because the trophy is named after their coach, Vince Lombardi. And, you know, he's a guy that has phenomenal stand, uh, phenomenal performances. Aaron Rodgers, the guy that's missed the completion percentage because every year his completion percentage is out of this world. The guy that you wouldn't even ask who his receivers, just like Tom Brady. And he would do, throw the ball different ways like you would never see before. And he has swagger. You know, coming from the University of Cal is always swagger when you come from California. But Aaron Rodgers, man, you know, his performances outweighed his personality because, you know, he's one of those guys that blame everybody but himself. And I think this time you can't blame everybody when you're the problem. You can't get the job done. You don't have the patience to just want to develop the talent you have around you. You want to win now. But people can pull your card and say, Aaron Rodgers, you had three good years, two good, I'm going to say three good years under your new court, under your coach. When y'all went, the two years y'all went 13 and three, the number one seed. And then you couldn't get the job done. But I can flip that and say, well, also, they didn't put enough talent around him because he's in the stage of his career where he needs help, just like Tom Brady does. He needs help on defense. He needs help, especially on offense. But when I start to see certain games, I'm starting to see the coaches really adapting his game. I'm saying, we're going to put the ball in our running back's hand and we're going to run off play action. Back to fundamentally sound football. And that always works. Fundamentals always works because you need fundamentals. In order to do the advanced stuff in life or the advanced stuff in football, you got to start with the fundamentals. You got to learn it. And once you learn it, you got to master it. And once you master it, you become a perfectionist. Once you become a perfectionist, it comes easy. And then once you start to lose your talent and certain stuff that you were able to perfect your craft, you got to rely back on fundamentals. For instance, if you know you can't beat a defender off the dribble and you're a big man, what do you do? You go back to ground and pound. Put your ass on the block and back him down. Sky hook, simply. Hit it off the glass. Same thing. You got to go back to the fundamentals. And that's when I see it from the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. They're starting to put together a little bit of wins, but not really. They're starting to lose certain things. Aaron Rodgers starting to lose a little touch, starting to lose a little confidence in himself. And it's just one of those things where 
you got to be able to say, you know what? I may not be that guy anymore, but I need help. I need help to say, I want to be invested in this organization, but we need help. But the organization also failed Aaron Rodgers by drafting a quarterback when they just signed this guy for a, a big contract. Instead of that quarterback, they could have got a wide receiver or they got a got a cornerback. But you know, it's a complicated situation. But from what I'm seeing, I think Aaron Rodgers is on his way out as well as Tom Brady. Even though Aaron Rodgers has a lot more years, you know, left to play, I just think mentally he's starting to check out. And once you mentally start to check out, it's like nothing else matters. I think I want to move on and do something else because I don't have the the passion. I don't have the naysay to really say, I can still do this. And I think it's time for Aaron Rodgers. Then when I look at the next guy, Deion Sanders, I see how so many people didn't think he would succeed by coaching in the uh, HBCU, the SWAT. Um, but the question I have to ask people now is, who is SWAT, baby? Deion Sanders not only changed that program within three years, but he's changed life for some of the players on that team. He's had a couple guys get drafted. Yeah, they might be in later rounds, but the fact that he got those guys drafted is always a plus. Not only does he bring in media coverage to Jackson State, but he's also bringing media coverage to every HBCU. You got Eddie George at Tennessee, you know, focusing on over there. You got guys coming back, investing in HBCUs. I know some of them were doing that before, but I think with Dion's impact, I'm saying we got to support our young black athletes. We got to support all our athletes. We got to not only teach them how to be a student of the game, but we got to be teach them how to be a student in the classroom and a leader and a man. Because there are other things outside of football they have to worry about. And I think a lot of people are starting to pay attention to what Deion's saying. And Deion, you know, not only coaching players he don't know, He's also coaching his two sons. He's also brought in his daughter to attend Jackson State. He's also got his oldest son, you know, around the system, you know, by doing photography and stuff like that. And I think, you know, that's a great thing to show them that daddy is taking the bullet so that everybody else can really eat out here. And that's a beautiful thing, man, showing his son characteristics that you got to be a leader. It don't matter what school you at, you want to bring attention to any school. You can go anywhere you want to. And the fact that his son chose to leave a D1 offer at UCLA to come to Jackson State to perfect his craft, to build his own brand, and and to step outside the shadow of Deion Sanders, respectfully, I think that's a, a great thing. And his son is becoming more and more of an impactful player yeah, he's playing at HBCU, but talent is still talent everywhere. A lot of people forget that, you know, African-American athletes weren't allowed to play in D1 schools, certain D1 schools, because they didn't feel as though they were smart enough or they could handle the pressure. But then they started, but then 
these D1 schools started to see these athletes be so tremendous on the next level that they said they got to have them at their program. And, you know, things starting to change. But look, Jackson State is home to have one of the greatest running backs of all time, Walter Payton. And by him just going there, and then now Dion going there, and hopefully they really look at, you know, I mean, Travis going there too, and uh, Dion's son, Dion Sanders' son, Shakur. It's funny how, and his other son that plays safety, Shallow, it's always one of those things where it's more than a game. And Dion, like he said, man, he's teaching them how to be men, how to be accountable, that if you make a mistake, here's the repercussions. But you can overcome that if you learn from your mistakes. Because once you learn from your mistakes, you won't make that thing happen again. And I think a lot of people are starting to get upset now that Dion left the HBCU. Dion did his job. Dion made it more than football. He brought attention to an issue that a lot of people aren't willing to take that chance on. And yes, he went to a D1 school because not only do they offer him more money, but they offer him more say. They offer him more TV coverage, more opportunities to get his message out there so that more coaches that think like Dion, more people that think like Dion, more athletes that think like Dion can take that challenge too. So it can also say they might be a guy to come out of the woodwork and go to HBCU and coach, you know, the HBCU team, who knows, and stay there for a long period of time. But then there's always that back door where a D1 school will look at that and try to take him. Because who knows, this might open the door to the possibility of a coach doing the Dion path. Let's say he go to HBCU, same thing happened. He changed life there. And then he goes to um, a D1 school, a big school. Let's say he go to the University of Miami. He does great there, win number of championships, or go every year, got players going to the draft. Let's say the NFL might look at him. African-American coach, possibly could be. And then he gets the opportunity to be a co- head coach. That's another door open. Then he'll open the door to the possibility of GM. Then later in life, a billionaire might say, you know what? I played football, but I didn't play it on a professional level. But I know how to make money. Why not I take my knowledge of the game and my knowledge of making money and on a team? Boom. It might not happen like that. It might happen like that. It might not happen five years from now. It might happen right now. Who knows? Nobody knows the answer. But the fact that Dion is laying out the blueprint, people should really focus on that instead of focus on him or why he's leaving. When we already know why he's leaving. This is what Dion ultimately wants. To coach at a D1 school, to have that on his resume to say, not only did I played baseball at a high level, but I played college ball at a high level, high school, um, professional. I won championships in the NFL, back-to-back, and, you know, arguably one of the greatest corners of all time, retired in the Hall of Fame. That's the hardest, second hardest to get into. And now, hopefully to be, you know, awarded in the HBCU Hall of Fame for – 
Jackson State because really before Deion Sanders got there, Jackson State hasn't won the SWAC since 2007. And by Deion being there, he's changed life. And now they have the opportunity to win the Natty. So that's just a great idea as well. So I think people should really pay attention to what Deion's doing. Look at it full-heartedly and not just look at the glass half full. And then we have to say this. LeBron James, a guy that people didn't think will live up to the expectations. The name chosen one doesn't need an explanation. He done it. The guy went from dominating in high school to dominating in the league. The guy is playing in year 20, and he's looked like he's playing in year one. I know that's a stretch, but you tell me a guy that was able to do that. This guy has played 20 years, and it doesn't look like he's lost a step. Yeah, his athleticism might not be the same, but for sometimes, it looks the same. And this guy, LeBron James, has done a lot for the league. He's took teams to the championship that you would have said you picked those guys up off the street. But now LeBron James. LeBron James led teams to championship. Even though he had to learn how to win by going to a different team. But you tell me a guy that won a championship, two championships in Miami. Then won a championship in his hometown. And then a championship on his idol's team. His idol. The guy that he panned his game after. The guy that sought out LeBron James. Magic Johnson, that's a one hell of a career. And to top that all off, of being a four-time champion, a four-time finals MVP, a four-time MVP, what what can we say? LeBron James has done it all. A guy that's going to go down as the greatest all-around player we've ever seen, 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds, and 38,000 points. A guy that's not known for scoring is about to be the all-time leading scorer. But he can't do it no more. He has to rely on help. LeBron James, I think it's time to pass the torch to Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is playing out his mind right now. He's playing like a guy that wants to be great. And this is what the Lakers have wanted. For a very long time, for Anthony Davis to realize who he truly is, the best power forward in the game right now. Who's able to guard one through five like Anthony Davis? Who's able to score like Anthony Davis inside, outside game? Who's able to dribble that size and handle the ball like a point guard other than Anthony Davis? And I think LeBron James is starting to pass the torch to Anthony Davis more so than he's ever done before. Instead of he can't he can't do it no more. He can't lead teams to the chip anymore. He's not that guy anymore. And it happens once you get old because everything has an end. And slowly but surely LeBron will slowly work his way out of the league. But slowly he will pass the torch to Anthony Davis. And in order for LeBron James to get that fifth title He's going to have to pass that torch to Anthony Davis. And with all due respect, he's handling it with grace. 
because I mean players you know will pass the torch without the organization making them pass the torch. See, Kobe passed the torch to LeBron James when LeBron James came to L.A. Because he said, it's your turn. Because he had nobody to pass the torch to when he was on the Lakers. But I'm proud of the career that LeBron James has, and I know the career outside of basketball will be even better. And for my final point, I didn't want to have this conversation, but I think it needs to be said. I feel as though, and with a hair yacht, I feel as though, I think it's time Lamar Jackson needs to really think about his career because really think long and hard, Lamar Jackson. I'm speaking directly to you. What do you ultimately want? Because it's starting to come to an end of you being on the Ravens. See, let me give you a backstory history real quick. Baltimore Ravens in the city of Baltimore are a proud team, proud city. We was robbed in the middle of the night by the Colts, who are now the Indianapolis Colts, but they used to be the Baltimore Colts. Then we was robbed by Washington, the previous owner of the team before Dan Snyder, robbed us for having a team because he thought he would take our fan base to Washington. That didn't make any sense. I don't know how he thought that would work. But we had to go outside the league to get a team to really think, dang, the NFL thought we can make money off of Baltimore. And lo and behold, when the opportunity presented itself, our model picked up and moved when they wouldn't give him a new stadium. But that's my hand on that. What I'm mostly trying to say is you got a fan base. You got coaching staff. You got people out here fighting for you every day. But people are starting to wake up from the matrix and saying, yo, when are you going to really be the guy that we really want? And we shouldn't be having this conversation in year five. This is a conversation we had before we draft a player or two years into his career. But Lamar Jackson, ask yourself this question. I'm going to leave you with this. Are you that guy? Are you that guy? I mean, it was Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I don't want to leave Lamar Jackson with that.